good to be here tonight. I want us to look tonight in Psalm chapter 19. And let's ask God to help us tonight. How many of y'all need the Lord to come by? Uh, I need Him. I need Him tonight. I know He has, but we need to hear from Him from His Word tonight. Let's look in verse number 1. Again, we're not going to preach but the last seven verses. Uh, but these first six, I, I believe, are vital. Uh, and we need to read them, alright? So let's look at verse 1, Psalm chapter 19. Verse number 1, if you're there, say Amen. The Bible said that the heavens declare the glory of God. Well, that'd be a good place to say amen right there. And the firmament showeth his handiwork. Day unto day uttereth speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line is gone out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them hath he set a tabernacle for the S-U-N son, which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, and rejoiceth as a strong man to run a race. His going forth is from the end of heaven, and his circuit unto the ends of it. There is nothing hid from the heat thereof. Verse number 7 said, The law of the Lord is perfect. Thank you. We got one yawning amen and about two other kind of halfway in amens. The law of the Lord is perfect. Amen. If it ain't, I'm closing up shop and going to I'm going to the house going fishing. Because if we don't have a perfect Bible, that means something happened along the way. We don't have a perfect God either. Alright, so the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. Hello! I can't help but put emphasis on that. I understand that the leather-bound book does not save anybody. The book, I understand. But listen to me. God is in the book. Yes, sir. Just a Bible has never saved someone, but that's not what we read. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. That's how you get. You can't get saved without it. Can I get a little help this, this evening? You can't get saved without it. And listen, it don't need nothing in addition to what it is. The law of the Lord is perfect. That's what tells us how to be saved and who can save us. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes, that's where we'll pick up tonight. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they. What? What we just read. The, the statutes and the judgment and the law and what we just read. More to be desired are they than gold. Yea, much fine gold. They're better than not just gold, but fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned. By what? The Scriptures. And in keeping of them, there is what? Great reward. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my... Redeemer. That is a tremendous psalm. If you need one to put as top five favorites, you might need to you might need to add that to the collection. That is a tremendous 
Psalm. I'm thankful tonight for my Bible, and that's what we're dealing with. But my thought came, as and some of y'all know if you was here last Wednesday night, my thought came, uh, my thought came from verse number. 11 and verse number 13. I was just reading this psalm and here's what I read in verse 11. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned. And then I read in verse 13, keep back thy servant. And so uh, looking back, we just a couple services ago, we preached on Elisha and those servants and the axe head falling into the water. So my mind was already on that word. And then when I read this, God began to show me as a servant just how easy it would have been for David to give up, to give in, to get out, and to quit. If anybody knew anything about troubles and trials and things that were unfair and things that were taxing and heavy, David did. But then my mind and my heart said, but here he is, giving God honor and glory all throughout the book of Psalms as he is the majority of the writer of the majority of Psalms. And so I seen that word servant and God began to show me some things, deal with me. And so I want to give you what he's given me, and I want to pre- continue preaching on this thought, some things every servant must seek after. Listen to me. You are trailing something or somebody tonight. You, you can act like you're not seeking. You are seeking something. Some people are seeking joy in Jesus. Thank the Lord. Some people are seeking joy in the flesh or in the world or in self or in drugs or alcohol or whatever it may be. You're seeking something. Some of y'all need peace. If you're, not, if you're not seeking the right things, you'll try to find peace in the wrong things. Some of y'all are seeking answers. You can go to the world, they'll give you a bunch of answers, but none of them's right. Are you, are you listening? Some of y'all are seeking clarity of mind. Maybe it's a decision. You're seeking uh, help and guidance for a decision. Well, you can get that either from your Bible or from so-and-so who don't know anything about God at work. Does everybody follow me? So we all are seeking something, but here's the difference in us and the world. As saved men and women, boys and girls, we are called to be servants. All right, so we won't deal with that tonight. If God will help us, we're just going to shoot from the hip and preach what He's put in our heart. All right, let's pray. Father, we love You tonight. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be here. We do thank you, God, for the service that we've already had. Lord, we thank you for those who've been helped already. God, we thank you for these altars where your people can come and pray. And Lord, we, we are thankful, Lord, uh, for all that you've done. But now it's the lots fell on me, and it is my time to stand one more time and preach uh, the blessed Word of God. Lord, I cannot uh, enable or help myself to do this. Uh, Lord, you've called me, and I need you to touch me. And I need you to help me to be a help and a blessing to your people. We love you and we thank you. Help us for a little while. In Jesus' name and for his sake, and all the Lord's people said, Amen and Amen. You can be seated tonight. Uh, Some things every servant must seek after. Now, before, I don't remember how I started the introduction last week, but by way of introduction this week, I want to say this, that, that word servant, just as I was reading it, I'm burdened again. Uh, listen to me tonight, I, you, you, and, and if we're going to go any further as a church, if we're going to go any further as individual Christians, if we are going to grow and mature overall, this word servant not only needs to be defined by you, and you need to know what it is, but you need to know what it is to be one. Can I get a little help? We are all servants. That is the same word. If you were to study out that word, it's the same word as slave. 
Somebody said, well, God didn't save us under bondage. You're exactly right. He brought us out of Egypt to serve Him. We ought to be servants for our lovely Savior tonight. I've noticed this, and it's everywhere. It ain't just here. It is everywhere. It is a hard thing to find a true servant. Are you listening tonight? I'm not here to bust Ed, but if we need to, we will. It's hard to find a real servant. You say, well, so and so, look, I mean, look what all they're doing. But is their motive right? Uh, and you know what happens? Time will tell. Are you listening to me? I mean, I've watched people come in here and do and do and do, and I'm sitting there shouting on the inside thinking, my Lord, it's about to come to find out they wasn't doing that for God. Are y'all listening? I know we're a little off course from last week, but that's God's business. Uh, We are in a season, really, we're in a lifetime of servanthood, but we are most definitely right now in a season of service. We're not just talking about a project. We're talking about the burden God's given us for 2024. You know what we've got to do if we're going to see souls saved? We're going to have to be servants. You know what we're going to have to do when the souls come and get saved and they stay around? They don't know what to do. They don't know how to act. They don't. All those things are foreign to them. They, they want to be a help but don't really have no idea how to be. You know what you've got to do? Show them and be a servant. Are you listening? Listen to me tonight. Service to the Lord is not only the bare minimum. I ain't going to get no amens tonight. I ain't done tell. Service to the Lord is not only the bare minimum. It is ordered. Is everybody listening to me tonight? It is God ordained and God commissioned and God ordered for you and I to be a servant. So along the way, let's go back and look at David's life. Along the way, things happen when you're a servant. You ever really give somebody... Give a church, give God your all, and it just and then when you it, it seemed like it just all unfolds, falls apart, and then it's all for what? Listen to me, listen to me right here. This I'm done. See, we're just going to have to slow down a little tonight. If you'll serve God for God, you'll never be let down by people. That was like a very simple statement, but a lot of people don't understand it. If you'll do right for God, and not because you need something out of God. Or not because you need something out of the church that's watching you. Or not because you want the pastor to think you're doing better than you're doing. Or you want so and so to... If you'll just serve to be serving because you've been saved, you can die a real servant to Christ. I cannot preach for pats on the back. And if I did, I'd quit a long time ago. Most of the time I don't get pats on the back. I get stabbed in the back. For preaching the Word of God. People claim they want Bible preaching, but when you give it to them, they choke plumb to death on it. They choke plumb to death. I'm telling you something, being a servant's not an easy task, but it is a very rewarding task. Now listen right here, and I know we, I'm, I'm, I'm lengthy as always, the introduction. You know what's a blessing is when we do things here and we see God reward us here, but can I tell you that is not the great reward. Do you know what the real prize is tonight of being a servant? It ain't a crown. I know some of y'all is already trying to dust your head off. Get ready for that big crown you're going to get. Listen to me. As soon as it touches your fingers, you're going to drop it and fall over as a dead man and give it right back to the Lord. 
The prize is not a crown. The prize is not a is not a title. The prize is not a uh, a condition. The prize is none of those. The prize is Jesus Christ. He is the prize tonight. And you need to serve for Him. You know what I can tell? It ain't hard to tell if you got any sense. You don't even have to have spiritual discernment to pick this one out. You just have sense and know if somebody's motives are right, typically. Somebody that's murmuring and complaining and mad to be doing what they're doing, they are they are not thinking about Calvary. I promise you, their mind is not on Jesus. And somebody that won't strike a lick at nothing. Their mind ain't on Jesus neither. Well, my Lord, I've worked 12 hours. I mean, dear God, so is everybody else down here swinging a hammer. Yes. Well, preacher, you know, I've been home with them kids all day, every day, and I mean, it just be a whole lot on me. Just be a servant. God requires you to be a servant tonight. If you're not careful along the way as a servant when hard times come, you'll start seeking the wrong thing, the wrong result, the wrong appreciation, the wrong approval, and before long you'll not be serving. You'll be on the sideline. Are you with me? So I'm just going to give you these few things. I'm not going to re-preach this. We're going to move along as to some things we, uh, as servants, every servant must seek after. Last week we said, number one, every servant must seek after a search for the or search in the Scriptures, verse number 7. The Bible said the law of the Lord is perfect. So we said this, the Scriptures are number one perfect, but then they're pardoning. The Bible said converting the soul. And they're also persuasive because the Bible said that the testimony of the Lord is sure and they're also powerful and peaceable, making the wise simple. It's an amazing thing how God can take people like me and you, plain folk, common folk, simple folk, and give us the wisdom and the mind of God. Can I tell you, I'm, I'm really over next door, and I know it's just because it's right now, and so I'm going to probably talk about it till we're done. Can, can I get a little help? And I'm getting messages out of it. I'm telling you the truth. I, I got a one of brewing from today, son. I'm just telling you, hang on tight. It's going to be a hundred days. Can I tell you, uh, this, this, this project, making the wise simple, I, I got to thinking about how the Lord has way bigger plans for us and that than we even know about. I need y'all to listen to me right here, ladies. I'm trying to get, I'm telling you, I'm getting the mind of God for a kitchen. You say, you can't do that. Oh, that's how you do it. Yes, that's how we do it. That's the only way we can do it. The things that's going to be going in that kitchen, God sees, is not just for that kitchen, but for another kitchen to come down the road. Are you listening to me? That kitchen space, one of these days, if God will give us grace and money and help and time, we're going to bury that building one of these days. We're going to put blacktop over top of it, but we're taking some of our kitchen with us. So we're not just planning for the now. Planning for the now and later. Y'all ever eat them? Now and later, that's what I'm talking about. But I'm just simply saying, you say, well, how do you, I ain't got enough sense to turn around circles. But as we're doing things, I'm really trying to get the mind of God and say, all right, Lord, what do we need to do right here? This is bigger than me. It's bigger than us. I knew when I sent out a message about we're going to have to take up some extra money for the kitchen, I knew we'd have a bunch out. Can I tell you, I'm not being being a jerk right here. 
If you don't want to give it, we don't have to have you. Are you listening? It's God's kitchen. (laughs) I'm telling y'all, y'all think I'm nuts, don't you? It's God's kitchen. And He's going to allow it to be built just exactly how He wants it done. So we need the mind of God. How do we do What do we search for as servants? We search the Scriptures because of all those things. Secondly, and this is where we'll pick up, and I won't re-preach it all, but look at verse number 8. The Bible said the statutes of the Lord are right. The statutes of the Lord are right. So along the way, you're going to have to, be, have, to have a guide. You're going to have to have a light. You're going to have to have a, an opportunity to progress and to keep serving. You can't just wander around aimlessly. A- aimlessly. You've got to have a light. You've got to have a guide. You've got to have a goal. You've got to have a plan. You've got to have somebody guiding you as a servant. You know what servants do? What they're told. Y'all listening. I'll tell you one of the biggest blessings that so far they could drop the ball and could drop that out of it tomorrow. But you don't know one of the biggest blessings that we've had? I don't know how to do a kitchen. Okay? God called me strictly to preach, I believe. I really believe that. But I am doing everything I know to try to help. Yes, sir, you are. And I'm staying out of the way when I know I'm going to mess something up. Somebody help me. Are you listening to me? Yeah, I pulled a set the time or two, propped up my arm for because I know if I got any of we're going to burn something down. You put me in an attic with electrical stuff, we call the fire department. I promise you. Ain't happening. I ain't touching. I ain't getting near it. But I've been sitting back, and one, one of the major things that's been blessing is this. Some of these other men do have the mind. And with their minds, they all do things a little differently, and they all see it a little differently. And so I've got a bunch of opinions. I'm going to relate this one preaching here. I think maybe. I don't know. I'm one track. I'd eat so I might, we might just talk about the kitchen tonight. I don't know. But they've all thrown things at me. Now here's where I want I want I want you to listen. I think if it was me, preacher, this is where I'd do. But everything sounds good to me. I don't know. Brother Ray says, now if it's me, I will just be honest with you. I I probably would use five and a half half inch anchors in that wall and not four. I say. That's gospel, brother. That's what I'm talking about. We're using five and a half. Right now. We're going right now. We're going to... Brother Brian said, now, now, now boys, you still want, you but if me, I might go an extra six. We probably, uh, six inch. We might need those extra three or four threads in that wall. And so there I am. I feel like I've been dropped off in Mexico. And they go to me, what do you want to do? I want to go home. What y'all want? But here's the beauty of what I'm trying to tell you. At the end of the day, they've all had their own little. Do you know what they said? You tell us. Yes, sir. Yep. Yes, sir. You know what they're being? They know good. That man knows good and well. I couldn't, I couldn't build a Lego house. But he ain't doing a thing. Why? Without me saying, okay, why? He's a soldier. Right, sir. Amen. Brother Brian knows 10,000 times more than I'll ever know about that stuff. Listen, now, preacher, what do you want to do? Now, why is he asking that? Why ain't he just saying, now, look, here, son, I've been building Clayton Clay homes. I mean, I've been on, I've been, I've built 14 churches and three fellowship halls, and I'm telling you, we built a homeless shelter. We worked up yonder to youth camp. I mean, he could throw all that at me, and I know that really it kind of maybe put a little intimidation. Why ain't he done that? He's just trying to be a servant. Amen. Now Shelby knows more than all of us put together. Fight it, baby. 
I love Brother Shepard. Brother Ray loves Brother Shepard too, don't you He does like it. He talks about you all day. Not in a bad way either. He says, all right, now Brian, we better call the boss. Get a big ten big. I grew a half inch in manlyhood this week, just being around this boy. I'm about to go find me some King B. I'm telling y'all, you better look out. I'm about to get a bag of it. There's something about me, he jerked that thing out and bites it. I'm like, I want to punch somebody, man. Yes! So far, it's been tremendous. And here's why, boys. We've had servants. Amen. Now, the moment we get a foreman, we're in trouble. Yep. Y'all listen? I've got a hard hat over there with Sharpie on the front of it that says the boss. <laughs> Brother Brian brought it to me. I ain't wore it yet. I'm afraid my head will just fall off or something. I don't know what's going on. But we've had a bunch of servants. Now, here's what I know. You know what the church has to do? From now until Jesus comes? That. Whatever he says... Sir, yes, sir. Servants. Servants. Here's what I know. If everybody will keep on course, not just this, but from now on, and just focus on the Lord, it's going to be real hard to get your feelings hurt when you're looking at a bloody cross. Yes, sir. There have been a lot of emphasis on Calvary here lately in a lot of people's lives. I've been talked to by a lot of people. God's showing the cross to people. Look here. That's that's the starting place and the finishing place. You don't ever get away from the cross. Are you listening? It's hard to go astray when you're looking at Calvary. It's hard to wave a white flag of surrender as a servant when you've seen that he continued and went a little further. I'm telling you, we've got a reason to serve tonight. That's because of our lovely Savior. He's left us his statutes. Here's what statutes are. They're not just... What it says, that the scriptures can inform you, but the uh, statutes that will that will reinforce it, and then it will. It's an action. The statutes an action. The, the 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 scriptures they are informative, and they they provide us and they show us. But the statutes, when you take what God said and you do something, listen. That's how you'll make it as a servant. When you don't know what to do, do what He said. Are you listening? God will give you a word. You say, preacher, I just don't know what to do. You need to look one place. Is everybody listening to me? There's people in here tonight going through stuff, and if you're not, you're going to. Listen to me. You can come to me all day, and I feel like a dog because I try to tell people what I what I think, but here's the I don't know. I don't know. But if you'll go to the Lord and get His book, He'll give you direction. Yes, sir. And the statutes. The statutes and... and uh, our number one we said last week and this is where we'll pick up the reason we, we seek out the statutes is because they are blunt and they are right verse number 8 the statutes of the Lord are right number 2 the statutes of the Lord bring rejoicing can I tell you the most miserable person on the planet is a Christian a former servant who has left the way Y'all with me from Sunday? The way. Got on a way. Got on their own way. And they've, they've lost every bit of joy. That is the most miserable person on the planet. Yes, but if, as a servant, if you'll seek the statutes, they bring rejoicing, verse number 8. Rejoice in the heart. The statutes of the Lord, they are blatantly revealed, verse number 8. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. 
They are blatantly revealed. The statutes of the Lord uh, next are bathed and bring refreshing. Verse number 9, the fear of the Lord is clean. This is a clean book. We serve a clean God. We're headed to a clean place. We are, we are sealed with a clean Holy Ghost and our soul is sinless and perfect. That's why people can't understand. Well, ain't no way I can go to heaven. No, you can't your flesh, but your soul is clean. It's been worse. Clean, separated, circumcised from your own rotten flesh. That's how we know we're saved. I didn't know about eternal sin. If I didn't know about the sealing of the Holy Ghost of God, I wouldn't even, I'd probably have to quit. Because I know me. But on the inside, that new man is clean and that's what a servant needs to be. Live a clean life and this Word will keep you clean. And then I want to say this tonight. I think this is where we'll pick up and, and kind of take off from tonight. The statutes of the Lord are broadly reliable. And that word broadly, if you were to look it up, it ain't defined the way I want it, what I'm trying to say tonight, but it's as close as I can come to. I'm a redneck, so you have to overlook me every now and then. Bro, I mean from one spectrum to the other. I mean any direction you look, they are it is reliable. Look at verse number nine. The Bible said the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous all together. Listen to me. It's not just a broad statement. It's a blessed surety that you can confide in the Word of God. Now listen, as a servant, you must have something to go by. And what is it? What the preacher says? No. There's a bunch of... of Preachers that don't say the right things and do the right, you can't rely on a preacher. You can't rely on a denomination. You can't rely on people. You can only rely on what is or what is not our final authority. For me, it is my final authority. And it's that blessed King James Bible that is infallible and inspired and inerrant and indisputable. It is perfect and it is pure. It is penetrating. It is a, it, it, it's altogether lovely tonight. It it's God and it's His Word and it will give you a life of reliability in your world and in your life. There's a lot of people, a lot of places, a lot of things that are very, very, very unreliable. I, I, man, I'm going to tell you all something. You take it or leave it. One of, the, one of my pet peeves, and it always has been for nine years, you say you're going to do something unto God, do it. Yes, sir. Because I bank on you. I believe you. You say, the Lord wants me to do this, then you better can do it. As a servant, you ought to be reliable. Well, I can done see I'm digging a hole right here already. Verse number 9, the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous all together. Listen, if our God is true, oh my. And we're supposed to be in Him and Him and us and we're no longer servants of sin. Right. You weren't. You've always been servant. You are a servant now. I'm one way down. You just don't know it. Right. You're serving the sin and self, and, and all those. Oh, you're serving. That's it. You got one or two options. Yeah. Yeah, He's true. He's reliable. Amen. Yep. I wonder what kind of life you have if our God was as reliable to Him as you are to God. Good. Amen. I've never ever seen the most. I don't even know the word. I've never seen such a dilemma. I know this stuff's went on for years. I'm telling you, when I was a kid, you never heard preachers have to rant and rave over people just doing what they said to do. Yeah. 
I know it happened, but not on the scale it does today. And listen, I'm not talking about one person. Right, right. Yep. Ladies, if you sign up to bring mashed potatoes, bring them. Man, damn right. We don't have a backup quarterback in the mashed potato line. Yeah, man. If you don't bring them, we don't got them. Right. Y'all with me? Yes, sir. Uh, put me down for two packs of toilet paper. Okay. I know I probably offend people. I probably do. Because when people come to me, the first thing out of my mouth is, are you sure? 98% of the time. 98% of the time. Unless I just feel like I should and I don't. But most of the time when somebody comes to me and wants to do something, I say, now, are you sure? You don't know why? Because I've been lied to for almost 10 years now. Yeah. Yeah. I've been lied to. Bruce, don't worry about that. We're going to take care of that. And you don't. Bruce, don't worry about that. Don't you dare worry about BBS and, and water balloons. I'll have five. And here on Monday at 3 o'clock, Friday rolls around at 7.30, we're dismissing their stealing bucket of balloons. You're right, preacher. What if your Lord was as reliable as you are? Let me tell you something where you don't learn that as a servant. You don't learn it from my reading this. That's right. We're going we're gonna to take up some commitments and we're going to have to take up some cash. Somebody help me right here a little bit. Yeah. I've never in my life been lied to by so many people at once. Yeah. But every year I get lied to by several people at one time publicly. Yeah. Put me down, even or they'll drop a note. I've been doing that because I thought, well, maybe they'll take it the wrong way and they feel like they got to match everybody and it's just not feasible. And so so I tried, I did away with that. I said, let's just write it on paper. That way nobody knows who's what's given and so nobody's got to be ashamed they can't give as much or they don't got to be ashamed because they're wanting to give more or I've seen it go both ways. So we just write it down what's your commitment hand it to me. I thought, well, that'll fix it. No. No. You know what you are when you're dishonest and unreliable? You're a terrible servant. Yeah, that's right, preacher. I know you didn't come to Wednesday night and feel like, you know, this, but it is what it is. Do what you say you'll do. Amen. Yes, don't, don't make vows you can't pay. Right. I don't care if it's money or mashed potatoes. Don't make vows you can't pay. That's right. You know what you ought to be as a servant? Reliable. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Word of God is. You don't learn that nature. God, listen to me. Let's read it. Let's read it one more time. Verse number 9. The judgments of the Lord are true Man. and righteous. Isn't it amazing how righteousness and truth are so close? Yeah. You know what you are when you're untruthful? You're unrighteous. Do not lie. Yeah, man. Yes, sir. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm plowing tater patches. I can feel it. Come on. Preach on. Don't lie. Yeah, don't yeah, lie. Man. You don't have to lie. Yeah, man. Well, no, you don't understand. You don't have to lie. Yeah, it's just simple. Hey, Brother Shelby, I know. I told you I was going to be here at 10 o'clock in the morning. But in reality, I slept at 10 o'clock. But when I get here at 10.30 or 11, brother, I'd have been here, but man, traffic, gosh, oh. You just lie. Yes, sir. Tell us, Now, I'm going to be honest. I'm trying to stay in the Holy Ghost. I'm about sick of lying. Come on, man. I'm fed up with it. That's right. Are you listening to me? Yes, sir. You do not learn that from God. No, everybody. If you lie about something that's so small, I can't trust you with nothing. Hey, great man. 
Sound preacher. What's the simple thing? How do you get yourself out of hole? What if I say I'm going to be here at 1030 in the morning, but in reality I'm going to Dollywood? But I tell you the night before that I'll be here at 1030 just so you think I'm coming, but I already know I'm, I'm not coming. Surely people don't do that all the time. You with me? All I had to do was hurt your feelings and say, sorry, bud, I won't be there at 1030. I'm going to Dollywood, and I'm going to enjoy myself. That's right. Bless God bless you. Keep you proudly right. Yeah, man, preacher. Yeah. I'd rather somebody just tell me that. Yes, sir. Wouldn't yeah. y'all? Yes, sir. And I'm, I'll take off and go to Dollywood. I got seen passes this year. I believe I'm going to take them up on that offer. So I might have to give you a rain check one of these days. I don't know. But I'm not going to lie about it. Nope. You don't get that from here. As a servant, i got to hurry on. i got to hurry on. Being honest goes a long ways with God. Statutes of the Lord, they're not only boldly reliable, they're better than riches. Is y'all still in the building? Look at verse 10. In the Bible talking about the statutes, it says this, they're more, more to be desired are they than gold. Not just gold, but much fine gold. Can I say this? As servants, our treasure cannot abide in wealth. It must abide in the Word. Are you listening? Amen. Can I tell y'all something? As soon as you learn how to turn rid of treasure, you go to another level of God you've never been. Yeah, right. Oh, you say, oh, it ain't treasure. I'm fixing to show you. It's treasure. You know what you do with treasure? You hide it. Yeah. You know what? The Bible, David's writing here, and this is what he says. And my page is turned. This is what he says. He says there in verse uh, verse 10 about the, the Scriptures and statutes. He said, More to be desired are they than gold, yea, uh, than much fine gold. Can I say that the statutes of the Lord are to be treasure, and they are to be hid, and they are to be hid in your heart. Yeah. You know what the Bible says in Matthew 6, 21? People don't like Bible preaching because it reveals them. The Bible said in Matthew 6, 21, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. You know what I know? For some of y'all, you love money more than you love your master. Come on, preach. Well, see, we're having a good time tonight. Come on, preacher, you're I'm just going to bring his living. I believe I'm going to have to camp out right here. The Bible says this in Matthew 12, 35, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart. Yep. Out of good treasure of heart bringing forth good things. The evil man out of the evil treasure bringing forth evil things. Psalm 19, 1 says this, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. You bury treasure. And for whatever whatever reason, people think they can hide what's important. But you can't. You can't hide it. Because, again, for where your treasure is, Matthew, there will your heart be also. You know, I know if, it's, if you count the church as a treasure, you be there. Yeah, right. Unless I'm fixing to die on opening morning every year in April, the second weekend, I'm going to tell you where I'll be. Because it means the world to me. Sure. I'm a little weird about it. Just to be honest and frank with you, I probably love it a little too much. But they give me 23 days a year to do what I love. They give me two tags. In 23 days, they should give me 23 times. Because I could fill them. Unlike half you boys that think you could. You can't. You're an awful person. 
Oh, it's pathetic. But anyways, you want to know why I talk about it all the time? You want to know why I paid money and had one stuff put on the wall? You want to know why there's more turkey fans and beards on that wall or anything? That's a treasure of mine. Yep. And it's real obvious. Yes, sir. Talk to me about anything outdoors, I'm going to talk about turkey. I live all year to do that. I'm very successful. Yeah. Why are you successful? I've dedicated my life as a boy to learning. Yes, sir. You all with me, ain't you? How, how come it is when it comes to these things? Y'all just, just don't mean much, do you? Well, it ain't just the church and the treasure. Okay, so if you're in love with him, all this other stuff just works itself out. You're right. That's right, preacher. If you really love God, ain't nobody going to have to worry about you getting Nope. Amen. If you really love God, ain't going to have nobody worry about your opinions. If God is a treasure and His Word is a treasure, you'll hide it in your heart, but you'll flash it every chance you get. Right. You with me? Amen. Listen to me. I'm talking about this thing ought to mean more to you than anything. He ought to mean more than anybody in this place. You say, you're crazy. No, it's Bible. If you do not desire to be here more than you do anywhere else on the planet, something's wrong. I'm sure I'll sit down with anybody and show you. If you got your Bible, I got mine. Let's see. Let's ask you that. You ought to love the church. You know what's amazing? If we're his bride and you claim to be a part of it, how come you never show up to see the groom? You ain't got a very healthy relationship. Nope. Is there anything that anybody would not do in here? If you had to come up so your insurance fell apart and they're going to deliver that baby and it's going to cost $172,000. You've been debt to them, but you do everything you could do to make sure. Because that's your bride, man. That's right. And if you didn't, you're in bad shape. Yes, sir. I'm going to rip your head off. Yes, sir. Y'all with me, ain't you? Yeah. I know. It's not, it's not good for y'all. It ain't good for y'all. You're running away. Where your treasure is, there where you're working. Hell of it. Yes, sir. I'm going to be honest with you. I thought about being weird about turkey hunting. I'm about to confess something. I'm weirder about this place. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Call him, preacher. Yes, sir. I come over here sometimes and all I do is sit. Yep. Told you. I just want to be here. Yeah. Hey, man. That's right. I know I'm weird yet. But you'll never know the life you're missing. Amen. <laughs> right. I just walk around sometimes. Yep. It's like being in a big stadium with your favorite football team. You, you know, they, they film that and it's acceptable. They walk through and they're wow in that empty stadium. It's my dream. I can't believe I'm center field. This is the greatest place I've ever been to in my life. Sometimes I just come in and soak it up. When y'all left today, Brother Brian, I had about a 30-minute moment. I just walk. Just walk. I sent y'all boot tracks. See, I'm freaking y'all out of knowing it. Yeah. Thank you. Baby Book coming in the doors where they had to come over here. I said, thank you, Lord. Yes, sir. Yeah, I got some servants. Yep. Hey, man. Yeah. 
The coals ain't around. Today, amen. That is real big. I said, thank you, Lord. I was so worked up today, I was glad to see y'all junk in here. That never happens. Usually frustrates me, but today I see blankets, different things I knew was people's belongings, children's toys. I did pick up some of y'all's trash. You better quit leaving me sick of trash. But you know what I've done? I was walking through and seeing it. I've seen y'all. Yeah. In this place. You know what I am? Oh, I ain't the head honcho. I'm not the chief. I'm not the commander. I'm a servant. Amen. Amen. Y'all listen. I'm trying to hurt. What do you say on that? That's where my treasure's at. From hearts. Amen. From hearts. Yes, sir. I began to think. I said over there, Brother Chris, and I was just sitting. I wasn't playing nothing. I was just sitting. About done. Probably dropped a big egg tonight or whatever. I sat on there, Brother Chris, and I remember your comment. I don't remember nothing. Don't remember nothing. I was looking at this piano. And when we first came, all we had was a keyboard. We were so desperate to look like we had a piano that I found one. We was going to try to fix it, but we couldn't get it working right, so we took the keys out put the keyboard in the piano box. Because I wanted a baby grand so bad. We had the shell of one, but we had a keyboard sitting in it. Am I lying? That's redneck and desperate. That's what we done. Then I found one down at Gibson's, and they said she'd go out of, and I thought, oh, that's going to be it. But I didn't know what I was doing. It was an electric baby, baby grand. The whole thing was really a keyboard with a, like a U on the front of it. Oh, it wasn't that long. And the keyboard we had sounded better than that thing. That comes straight out of Japan. You could ping, 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 sound a Chinese restaurant. I think we're never going to get that little bit paid for it. It was like $2,000. It took it forever. And then I remember coming to you and saying, All right, fellas, we really need it again. And I found some people that really helped churches out on prices. And I said, Here's what it's going to be. And whatever it was, I want to say like three dollars or $4,000. Which is an absolute steal yeah. on a Baldwin Baby Grand Model M American made piano. Remember Chris saying, Boys, it's time to pitch in. Amen. See, he doesn't been out in far country walking around pigs. He's ready to do something. Y'all ready? It's time to do something. I was sitting thinking how God is. I remember. See, I'm going back to memory lane, but I'm about serving God. But it's been good. It's been good. Yeah. It's been good. Yeah. I remember, Brother Brian, when I spent every dime that I had in a little panel building, and it cost me five it cost me about four or five thousand dollars for a handful of just a handful of chairs, carpets, and paint. I'd run out and I didn't have a promise from nobody. I just want to serve. You know what I'm doing still? Serving. You know what I've got now? If I didn't have then, I've got some help. I've got some other servants. And I, I, I don't I don't expect less out of him now. I expect more. Because I've done the same way. I started reminiscing about all the things and where we're at. And this is another phase. 
There's another one coming. But this is preparing us for a bigger one. Right. This is really in reality. It's not that it's big scale to us because we've never done anything like this. But to where we're going to go, it's not going to be big scale eventually. But right now, it's very big scale. One of these days, I'm going to look at some of them plants we're going to buy. We've got a cat out of there that we bought 20 years ago that's still running, still lasting, Lord's will. So I remember when we didn't think we was ever going to pay for that little kitchen over there. So that's going to be a great big kitchen, not the one we're going to get. Amen. God won't believe me, dude. You know what's going to require? Serving. 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 I'm, I'm glad Big E skipped school and came to work. Yeah. Hey, I fully endorse that. Yeah. I didn't like school no how. So you don't want to start getting pastor advice on truancy. And I'd say, hey, God. <laughs> Poor he don't know nothing. But anything they said. Yes, sir. They used to call him for measurements. This, I was like, hey, bring me a broom. That's all I can say, you know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Service. You know what little red right here needs me? You know where he's going to learn it? You want your kid to do something for God? Some of y'all better get on it. They turn out to be a country church member. You, you put it on the table. They ain't going to be much. Y'all wait a minute. I ain't mad. I'm trying to tell y'all to do something. Yeah. The job, the task, everything. <laughs> I was going to do so. How we going to do it? We're going to have to search, seek after some things in that book. Everything I've said tonight that you need to do is in this book. The scriptures, the statutes there. And, and here's, the, here's the point, verse 10. They're more to be desired, are they, than gold, yea, much fine gold. This is, I'm a richer man than I. If you were to drop a million dollars in my bank account, and I lose all this, I become a poor man. Yep. I'm telling you all the truth. I'd become, Brother Brian, if they handed me a, a, t a $10 million check and said, walk away from all these people in this place, I'd, I'd go, spiritually speaking, and, and what God, I'd be a poor man. Amen. I would have nothing. This and this book and being a servant, it is way richer than fine gold. That's why I don't have a problem turning loose of what little bit I got. Amen. This means more to me. Yeah. This means more to me. Let's stand. Father, we love You. I've done my best tonight, Lord. We're tired. We're weary. But we're also encouraged. I'm glad to be a small part of a big work. In the eyes of most men, some would say this is not a, a, a large or a, a, a big work, but I beg the different. What you do around here is an amazing thing. The lives I have seen changed. Oh Lord, it's such a, a large scale. We can't even comprehend it. The people you've sent, the, the things that we have seen you do, it is so much richer than fine gold. I just want to be a servant. And Lord, I want our church to be full of people that are servants. It's not about us tonight. It's all about You. 
May we repent tonight for those of us that need to, to be better servants. For those that are trying, may they be encouraged to keep on serving. We'll thank you for what you do and bless this altar call in Jesus' name. Amen. Nobody's looking. I'd say probably a good portion of you need to come talk to the Lord tonight. I just want to be a servant. How can I serve, Lord? How can I serve? Everybody ought to do something. Help me, Lord, to be like you. The Lord Jesus was a giver, not a taker. I want to give me, my life, what things I have, I want to give it for Him. Won't you come? Won't you come?